This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. What's good, brothers and sisters? You got Courtney Cronin and Freddie Coleman in for the guys there in Canty and Carlin. By the way, hit us on Twitter. Courtney R. Cronin, that's Courtney's handle, my handle at Coleman ESPN. Miss Courtney, how are you doing this Tuesday? We are doing just fine. I am trying to figure out how Snoop Huntley got into <laughs> the Pro Bowl. I've actually been looking into a little bit more of how the alternate process works, probably right. more than I ever have in my entire life, Freddie, yep. but... Uh-huh. I know that I'm not one of the only people who doesn't really care about the flag football games that are happening this weekend. So if you want to play quarterback sure. in the Pro Bowl, you have my vote. Sure. By the way, they've been a lot better off having Manning versus Manning play quarterback in the Pro Bowl. Now that would have generated ratings. You mic those guys in the huddle and everything like diagramming plays. If they want that kind of Pro Bowl flag football game to matter, have Peyton Manning playing quarterback on one side. Eli Manning playing quarterback on the other side and have Cooper Manning as the ultimate referee in the middle, I guarantee you that would generate serious kinds of ratings when it comes to the Pro Bowl that Snoop Huntley is going to be a part of. Yeah, I would rather watch the Puppy Bowl twice on Pro Bowl weekend and on Super Bowl weekend leading into the big game than actually pay much attention to what's going on in the Pro Bowl this weekend. But I'm curious to see what the skills competition looks like because we've been vouching for that for so long. Absolutely. I'd rather see maybe more emphasis there than on any sort of flag football game. Yeah, no doubt about that. Put it this way, the NFL knew that it was no longer any reasonable reason to have a football game that guys didn't want to be a part of unless it was part of their bonuses and their contract. So that's gone, but we don't have to worry about the Super Bowl 57. That's not going to be gone. A lot of anticipation, even though it's still 12 days out. You got Kansas City on one side. Stasienkis, I call them the Fighting Stasienkis, the producers program. That's his football team. And the Philadelphia Eagles. And you brought this up when we were talking before the show got started today. How these two teams have been able to not only rebuild on the fly, but rebuild to the point that in the Eagles' standpoint, they flipped everything. They moved on from the coach and Doug Peterson. They moved on from the quarterback in Carson Wentz. They bring in Nick Sirianni. People question that. They thought Jalen Hurts should not have been drafted in the second round. They were able to do that on the fly. And here it is, two years after hiring Nick Sirianni, they're playing for a Super Bowl. Kansas City almost did the same exact thing where they're like, look, we got to make sure our quarterback's going to be taken care of. They flipped the offensive line. They didn't re-sign Tyreek Hill. And here we have two number one seeds here facing each other, that completely remade their teams to make sure that whatever was not going to continue to work, they were not going to stay in that ditch. Yeah, and I think that these are the blueprints that any team right now that's at the bottom of the NFL and trying to rebuild, trying to get into the territory someday of the Eagles and the Chiefs, there are plenty of examples to follow. Brett Veach of the Kansas City Chiefs, Howie Roseman of the Philadelphia Eagles, they've given you a master class to follow of how you execute a rebuild. And frankly, how you do it kind of quickly in the sense of the Eagles, because remember, 2017 was the last time that they went to the NFC Championship, won it, and then went to the Super Bowl. All those years later, and I'm saying all those years later loosely, Freddie, because that was only six (laughs) seasons ago, but they've got three starters remaining from that 2017 team on this current roster that's headed to the Super Bowl. I believe eight players in total from the last time this team won a Super Bowl. They had an issue at quarterback, and they realized very quickly, hey, Carson Wentz is not this guy. We're going to trade him. We're going to get draft capital in the process, and we're going to turn the reins over to Jalen Hurts because we see something here you all may not see it right away which none of us did really until midway probably towards more the three-fourths of the way through his second season Mm -hmm. but the way that they were able to pull that off and become the most complete team 
in the NFC is remarkable. And I honestly think that when you're trying to size up both of these organizations and which model people should follow, teams should follow to try to execute a rebuild, to me, unless you can strike a once-in-a-generation quarterback like yep. Patrick Mahomes then have everything else come to place, the Eagles have done it in the more realistic way that I think other teams can follow. Courtney Cronin, Freddie, coming in for the guys at Ancanti and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Here's something else with both of these two football teams. I can't remember two number one seeds about to face each other in a Super Bowl, not only doing it the way that they did, but having so much disrespect thrown their way when it comes to the season. Philadelphia Eagles were the most complete team in the NFC. People talked more about the Dallas Cowboys or, or other teams, saying, oh, the Eagles, man, are they that good? Is Jalen Hurts that good? Yada, yada, yada. Then you get the championship Sunday week, and all the Eagles defense heard was the 49ers were the more physical football team than we were. And the Eagles were like, didn't we lead the NFL in sacks with 70? Aren't we the best rushing team in football? All they heard the whole week was that the 49ers, with those bloodthirsty pirates over there, were a more physical football team, and Philadelphia went out there and beat the blood out of them and knocked out two of their quarterbacks. Same thing with Kansas City. Before the season got started, Courtney, I remember somebody who's Charmaine Nameless, Bart Scott, who said that, oh, Chiefs, they're not going to make the playoffs. Russell Wilson's in Denver. The Chargers on the rise. The Raiders are going to do something. They're not going to be the same without Tyreek Hill. And then this week, championship week, oh, man, Patrick Mahomes is injured. Man, the Cincinnati Bengals have your number. The mayor of Cincinnati was saying that Patrick, Joe Burrow's Patrick Mahomes' daddy, and they win the game anyway. I can't remember two number one seeds having that kind of disrespect constant and yet they kept overcoming it as number one seeds meeting each other in the Super Bowl in 12 days. And, of course, they came on at the right time of the season. Now, people say Philadelphia came on from the very beginning because of their win streak that they started out on. What Ain't was no it, start. 12, 12, 12 and 0 to start the season? Ain't it's pretty no. remarkable. Yeah, yeah. 12 and 0, yeah, you're right, exactly. But it's just, at this point... I don't see how there's any like you have to take sizing up the competition here of the two teams that deserve to be playing at this level. You brought up Philadelphia and what they did to Brock Purdy and then to Josh Johnson and then stifling Brock Purdy in that yeah. NFC championship game to make sure that the statement was made. You guys are not coming back no matter what you do because the forward pass did not exist in that game. <laughs> it's. I, I just think the roster construction here is the biggest thing that we need to look at. The most underrated storyline outside of the quarterbacks, outside of Jalen Hurts and the jump that he's made from year two to year three, outside of the once in a generation, in my opinion, unanimous MVP is what Patrick Mahomes is going to be this year. I'm very curious to see what that voting looks like when it comes out next week. But that's how these two teams got there. And I know in the preseason, we all, many, myself, expected it to be Buffalo coming out of the AFC. And for good reason. They looked pretty complete, too. But, at the, you know, when you think about how Jalen Hurts, I'm going to go back to Philadelphia here for a second, 16-1 and one as a starter this year, which includes the postseason. All of that came to be because of the investment this team put around its quarterback. Right. Go back to last. Go back to Mm -hmm. the 2021 season Mm -hmm. when they started to invest in that offensive line and realize that they needed to take some weight off of take some things off of Jalen Hurts's plate and put that on their run game. And then from there they built and then they went into the offseason. They trade some of those first rounders that they got for Carson Wentz for A.J. Brown. They give him one of the best receiving cores in football. 
Like all of those things matter because it's not just a, it's not just that you can like blink and you're in the Super Bowl. This was not an overnight process. Right. It was a deliberate build. And I think both teams have executed that beautifully. And for the next generation of teams to come along here that are going to be trying to achieve as much post postseason success as both the Chiefs and the Eagles have done. These are good models to follow. And if you're anybody out there, you can have that coach, you can have that quarterback, but you better have talent evaluators. The Chiefs and the Eagles have serious talent evaluators, and not just when it comes to players. When it comes to coaches getting the most out of those players, it is no coincidence why both of these teams are where they are as number one seeds about to face each other in Super Bowl 57. That happens in about 12 days. Courtney Cronin, Freddie coming in for the guys in Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Like I mentioned, hit us up anytime on Twitter at Courtney R. Cronin. That's Courtney's handle. My handle at Coleman ESPN. Join the talk on the phone as well at Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776. What did future 49ers quarterback Tom Brady have to say about his soon-to-be new team? You'll hear that at the Courtney Cronin has this from Vivid Seats. Football season is winding down. Basketball and hockey, they're heating up. And nothing beats seeing your favorite teams live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you'll get the 11th free. Download the app and visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Receive a reward credit equal to the average price of 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. Tonight, let's be honest, I mean, he looked like a 45-year-old quarterback. Second and goal, Brady pulls it down, now throws it. Intercepted by Curse. This has been a lot of focus on, you know, this game, so, Yeah. It's just be one day at a time. Tom Brady has to go to a team where a number one wide receiver is there, a tight end is there, a running back's there, a coach that he may know well or may not know well is there. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Freddie Coleman in for Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. I said it tongue-in-cheek. But I may be a little serious about Tom Brady, current Buccaneers quarterback, that could be the future quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. After all, right now, they got four quarterbacks, all beat up from the feet up when it comes to Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, and also Josh Johnson. Tom Brady addressed that very same deal about the 49ers seeing it tough for that team to go out like that when he was on his Let's Go podcast on SiriusXM. Injuries play a role in every game, and... You know, your margin of error changes quite a bit. Obviously, San Fran had really no chance to compete. That was tough just to, you know, see that happen. But and at the same time, it's the reality of the sport. So Philly deserved it. They had an incredible season. They played well on defense. You know, they forced, you know, that pass and, and the injury to, to Brock there on his on his wrist or his, his uh, elbow. Anything can happen in the first quarter of the game. And, of course, it's going to affect the outcome. So, you know, yesterday was just if you're relegated to handing the ball off down 28 points or whatever it was there in the fourth quarter, it's, there's no chance of coming back at that point. If you're the San Francisco 49ers and you made the NFC Championship game the last two years and both times, I'm not going to say the quarterbacks failed them on Sunday. The Philadelphia Eagles made that happen. But the year before, Courtney, your quarterback failed you in the fourth quarter and comes Jimmy Garoppolo. You had a 17-7 to lead. That place was on the road, but all the fans were hot in your favor. You couldn't mm-hmm. put them away. Not saying you can be all in a Tom Brady, but you can't discount it to say, well, Brock Purdy will be back. We might keep Trey Lance. We might keep Jimmy Garoppolo. Even if that's for one year, that is something you should really seriously think about. 
if you are the San Francisco 49ers. We know the ties. We know that Tom Brady has always had an affinity for the San Francisco 49ers. And if you would have asked anyone whether this made sense before the NFC Championship game, when Brock Purdy's on a hot streak, however many games it was, seven, eight straight wins since he took over for Jimmy Garoppolo, Everybody but it would have said no because they've got their answer at quarterback. Why get off a winning horse? Kyle Shanahan can win with any quarterback. Right. That argument was very clearly debunked when we saw the <laughs> NFC Championship game. Yeah, true. But, but now you're in a situation where it makes sense because list off the things that you just talked about. Jimmy Garoppolo, a free agent. Who knows what his demand's going to be? Who knows where he's going to want to sign? Mm-hmm. Trey Lance, we know that he's a giant question mark right now because we've seen him play a handful of games over his first two seasons in the NFL. We expect him to be healthy soon. In, you know, Maybe it's OTAs, maybe it's training camp. Who knows? There will be a chance for him somewhere, whether it's with the 49ers or whether he gets traded somewhere. Because remember, he's still a third-round pick. Excuse me, the third overall pick. And there are $34 million of guarantees tied to his contract. San Francisco's not going to just sit on that. And then when it comes to Brock Purdy... I saw on you know SportsCenter earlier today that he might be out for six months. Six months. Recovering yep. from mm-hmm. this thing. Absolutely. So that would put him at June roughly just to begin. No, excuse me. Today's January 31st. That puts him at the end of July potentially mm-hmm. when you're going right into training camp yep. for him to just start throwing again. You got to you can't. You cannot not capitalize on this window that this team has to win right now, considering all of the extensions that the San Francisco 49ers have made in the last couple years. Bosa, Samuel, and you know that there are others who are going to be coming due. You want to keep this core together? You need a quarterback. Look at the Eagles. Look at the Chiefs. They have the quarterback thing solved. Go ahead and get that solved if you're the San Francisco 49ers, whether you do believe it is Trey Lance, whether you do believe Brock Purdy can come back sooner than later, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo. But to me, the obvious answer here and the obvious intrigue is Tom Mm. Brady because Mm. we know the ties and we know, at least as of right now, he hasn't said no to wanting to continue to play next season. Yeah, I I said it even last year when people said this could be his last year in Tampa Bay. I said, "Eh, no. Tom Brady's just wired differently, and especially the way his career ended in Tampa Bay, throwing 66 passes, he is not going to want to go through that again. He does not want that to be his football epitaph. The final game for Tom Brady, he almost threw his right arm out of its socket, throwing 66 times because the team didn't have a running game, and an offensive line that was beat up from the beginning that could not protect him. Anything he wants right now to be a championship quarterback once again, 49ers check all those boxes. Can he run the ball? Yes. Do they have a good offensive line? Yes. Do they have quality wide receivers in the tight end? Absolutely. Do they have a coach who's one of the best play calls in the league, Kyle Shanahan? No doubt. Do they got a defense that can back you up? No question. And who's going to put you in an offensive system that actually makes sense, Mm -hmm. unlike what we saw with Tampa Bay this year? I mean, Kyle Shanahan... In that play-action system that they can utilize for Tom Brady at this point of his career. I mean, when you think about, and I'm not at all equating Tom Brady to Brock Purdy, but right. like think about the adjustments that were made when Purdy took over in Week 13 for an injured Jimmy Garoppolo. And then when Kyle Shanahan saw he could operate the offense— The leash was Mm -hmm. longer. And so for Tom Brady, you want to go to a place where you're not trying to smash a square peg into a round (laughs) hole. True. And by the way, if you're Tom Brady, if that does happen, if they do reach out, think how much of an education Brock Purdy is going to get learning from that guy in that offense and seeing up close. And yeah, I'm sure if I'm Brock Purdy, I'm thinking, wait, I don't lose my spot because of injury. But if I'm going to lose it, 
I'm losing it to a guy that's only going to be here for one year. It's not going to be a quarterback competition. You move on from Trey Lance, and I know it seems very, very cold to say this guy barely played before he was injured for the San Francisco 49ers. Sometimes the best ability in the NFL is availability. If they have any questions about that, even though you have not played off your Trey Lance, then he's a potential gold coin, Courtney, that you could use as a piece that maybe somebody else will say, if we bring him here, he's still young and hasn't played any football, but we can make that work here. There's a certain guy called Rand Carthon, who's now running the Tennessee Titans, who helped draft Trey Lance from the San Francisco 49ers when he was part of that evaluation assistant general manager. Don't think for one second that he doesn't know that if we get that guy here, we can move on from Malik Willis, he'll be better for what we do than him and Ryan Tannehill. If I'm the 49ers, you're all in on Tom Brady. You move on from Trey Lance. You move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. Brock Purdy's your backup, and Tom Brady can give him a one-year apprenticeship before he's ready to take over once again. Yeah, and I was made aware of that Instagram post that Trey Lance had the day that Rand Carthon was hired by the Tennessee Titans with the fingers crossed mm. emoji and a picture of Carthon uh, being announced as the Tennessee Titans' new general manager. It makes sense because they've got a quarterback problem that they're yeah. trying to solve in Tennessee. Yes, Ryan Tannehill is still on the roster, but there's a reason that ownership is ready to dump that contract, that they said this has gone one year too many. They're going to be on the lookout for a new quarterback soon. Who's to say it's not Trey Lance? Because they yeah. do have the draft capital. Remember, mm-hmm. the picks that they acquired – bringing this thing full circle from A.J. Brown going to the Philadelphia Eagles. They've got the draft capital to make that happen for someone like Trey Lance. Kevin Henderson hit us on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and a Cornyard Cronin saying, I feel like you guys are celebrating, almost celebrating the fact that the 49ers quarterbacks got injured against the Eagles. If Purdy stays healthy, that game plays completely different. Well, one, we'll never know if Purdy stays healthy. But number two, Kevin, I don't know what you heard that we were celebrating guys getting injured. So I'm not going to be disrespectful. I'm just going to say that's a bad tweet. And that's a bad response because there's no way that Courtney Cronin, who covers the Bears, has been around the NFL, and Freddie Coleman, who's older than dirt, are celebrating two guys getting hurt in a championship game. So I don't know what you heard, but that definitely was not that. Keep winging on Twitter. <laughs> I, hey, wait a minute. Now I'm going to get blamed for that. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Stas. Now I'm going to get blamed for sound effects when somebody that disagree with their tweet. But Courtney Cronin and Freddie Coleman in for the guys here on Canty and Carlin. Remember the movie The Waterboy when Coach Red Bellio said, if you don't give me that playbook, it's going to get awfully, awfully physical. The Eagles play awfully, awfully physical. How will the Chiefs stand up to that? And then for us, friend of the show, will answer that question next on ESPN Radio. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. I guess Patrick Mahomes does not need to worry about that paternity suit anytime soon when it comes to him and Joe Burrow. 
Yeah, I said I don't care. I'm Freddie Coleman. She's Courtney Cronin. In for the guys today in Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, 6X and Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Let's bring in somebody who's one of the great defensive players in the history of the Kansas City Chiefs, all-pro linebacker that played for the organization 2005 through 2017. A pleasure to bring in Derek Johnson. By the way, hit him on Twitter. A great follow at SuperDJ56. <coughs> DJ, after the Chiefs beat the Bengals and Patrick Holmes showed everybody that Joe Burrow was not his daddy, you put on Twitter, way to tough it out, baby, hashtag Chiefs, hashtag Chiefs Kingdom. Now about to face an even tougher, more physical team when it comes to Philadelphia. How do you think the Chiefs will be able to combat that in Super Bowl 57? Well, they'll be uh, they'll they'll be fine. They'll be just fine. Uh, the Chiefs uh, have an aura about them that that they they can they can beat anybody, and um, they have the players, they have the coaching staff um, uh, to to make you know to to do it all to win win it all at the end of the day. And I'm really really excited about the opportunity for them to play Philadelphia, uh, being Andy Reid's uh, former team, uh, and had many great years there. And now he's with the Chiefs doing his having his many great years again, uh, even better. Uh, it's going to be it's, it's pretty cool to see. Derek, let's talk about this Chiefs defense because the accolades and the praise can be heaped on a number of different areas. Where do you, when you take a look at what happened in the AFC Championship game, the seven pass breakups, two interceptions that this secondary had, the Chris Jones show up front, where <laughs> where should we start here as far as what's going to be the difference maker carrying off of the AFC Championship game into the Super Bowl? Well, absolutely. You got you got to stop the run just so um, you can make sure that uh, Chris Jones eats. And I tell you what, man, Chris Jones is <laughs> is probably one of the most dominant players in the NFL, uh, especially when you talk about you know uh, um, um, Aaron from um, uh, from the Rams or whatnot. But mm-hmm. you got to whenever you mention Aaron, you got to m- for sure mention Chris Jones. Man, you talk about somebody that can that can do it from the inside rushing and the outside uh, of the defensive line. It's one of those things where when you watch him play, it's just he's just all over the field. This is a 300-pound-plus man that, that that's just dominating every offensive lineman that he gets in front of. We have young um, um, DBs in the back end handling up, uh, which is hard to do in this league to, to go this far and, and actually go to the Super Bowl with young rookies playing at, at the cornerback position. Uh, it's hard to do, but uh, somehow we're doing it, and I'm proud of them. Uh, it, it's pretty cool just to see all the success they have. Now, we talk about Pat Mahomes all the time and, mm-hmm. and Kelsey and what they have on the offense side of the ball. But defensively, I think, I think we're, we're pretty proven. Derek Johnson played for the Kansas City Chiefs as an all-pro linebacker for 13 seasons. By the way, from 2005 through 2017, joining Freddie Corbin and Courtney Cronin on Canty and Carl on ESPN Radio. Like I mentioned, hit him on Twitter. He's a great follow. Believe me, I love his Twitter handle, at SuperDJ56. You were a super player when you played for the Kansas City Chiefs. If you're the defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnuolo, with that Philadelphia Eagles running game, and Jalen Hurts, who has shown he can be accurate hitting one-on-one coverage when he gets down the outside, what should be the game plan against them? Well, um, um, they're going to definitely 
Philadelphia is definitely going to try to run the ball. Um, that's what they do uh, best, uh, run the ball. But um, Jalen Hurts is a guy that's young. Uh, he's up and coming, and he's trying to – I mean, he, he's trying to get his name, you know, in that top three, top four uh, quarterbacks in this league, which he's, he's very well can, can do that. But I tell you what, uh, if we can stop him from running the ball, they got that, that kind of – College offense, what they do, and I tell you what, man, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be pretty hard task to stop them running the ball. But we we definitely should stack the box more, and and we we have to we have to uh, stop the run. And then at the end of the day, we're going to have some one on one issues. Uh, I wouldn't say issues, opportunities where we have to make a play on 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 decent side of the ball with our young cornerbacks, and hopefully we can hold up. And you got AJ Brown, and you got. Smith and those guys that are, are really really talented, and uh, but you can't you can't cover it all, right? You can't yeah. you can't just st- you can't stop you can't stop the run and the pass. You got to pick one. So I'm thinking stopping the run, uh, putting emphasis on that first. Hopefully making some plays in the back end, and then uh, we'll go from there. And then we'll have to have in game adjustments off of that. We know that. Jalen Hurts is one of the best running quarterbacks in the league, Derek. And last couple weeks, though, feels like the Giants sold out to be able to stop him in that element. Certainly it happened last week with the 49ers. How does this Chiefs defense take away what makes him so great? Which, you know, whether it's those design runs, whether it's scrambles, he can beat you with his legs. What's the blueprint to follow here to stop Jalen Hurts? Yeah, they don't have much. They don't have, uh, I guess, much blueprint to follow to stop this guy because, uh, you know, uh, a lot of teams have tried and they they've come up unsuccessful. But uh, I think we're a team that gets after the quarterback. The, the way you have success on the defense side of the ball, you got to affect the quarterback. I know they have good running backs. I know they have good receivers, but uh, um, um, for ourselves on defense, we have to figure out a way to affect the quarterback. If that's blitzing them more, if that's not blitzing them more, I mean, uh, whatever that is from Spagnolia, uh, from his side of the ball, from his mindset, his great mindset, uh, I, I, I can't see how uh, Spags is not going to put a lot of pressure, give him some different looks, just so he won't be so comfortable back there. Because Taylor Hurts, he has some, he has an aura about him when he's back there that's really calm and collective. And when he's like that, it's very, very hard to stop it. It's going to be a lot of fun when it comes to Super Bowl 57 in 12 days. I guarantee you Derek Johnson could jump with a hot tub time machine. He would love to be a part of this game. It's a Chiefs All-Pro linebacker like he was in Kansas City from 2005 through 2017. Great follow on Twitter at SuperDJ56. He joined Freddie Coleman and Courtney Cronin on Canty and Carlin. Hey, DJ, great stuff, my friend. Always a pleasure to catch up with you and enjoy Super Bowl 57 in 12 days, too. All right, y'all take it easy. Great stuff by him. Like we mentioned, you always hit us up on Twitter anytime you want. Courtney's handle, Courtney R. Cronin, my handle, Coleman ESPN. Don't forget the phone number as well to join the talk at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. With 30 minutes away, give or take a lie or two from what do we make of this new Kyrie Irving with the Brooklyn Nets? That comes away in 30 minutes. And who was Keyshawn Johnson or Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the morning show on ESPN Radio, talking about when he said, I can guarantee you my left and my right arm. He will not be the biggest thing in sports. And wait until you hear how wrong we believe he is. That's next on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Canty and Carlin, I'm Freddie Corbin, Courtney Cronin, in for the guys today on ESPN Radio. The ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Is the Bengals versus Chiefs the best rivalry and not just in the NFL right now? We'll get to that in a couple of seconds. But Keyshawn Johnson, Keyshawn J. Will and Max, Monday through Friday, the morning show on ESPN radio from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. He says when it comes to Joe Burrow, he likes Joe Burrow, but he doesn't like, like Joe Burrow like this. I can guarantee you. My left and my right arm, he will not be the biggest thing in sports, nor the biggest thing in the National Why Football Why not? League. The people have already made up their mind for the next couple of years who that guy is going to be. Who is that guy? That guy is going to be Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but... Eventually, it's going to be Jalen Hurts. And then, if Tom Brady stays, it's still going to be Tom Brady. I wish people could see the look on Courtney Cronin's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> Have added the floor is yours. No, I just, I respect (laughs) Keyshawn's opinion on a Mm -hmm. lot of different things. I just don't understand how this one came to be because when you're talking about face of the league or faces of the league and you Mm -hmm. don't have him in that plural Mm -hmm. category, it just doesn't make any sense to me because let's think about his track record. Joe Burrow won a national championship with one of, if not the greatest college football team of the last 20 years, Freddie. Absolutely. In 2019 with LSU, they were incredible. They were an NFL team, as some people want to say, playing college football. Come on now. So there's that. And then he was the number one overall pick in 2020, takes the Bengals from worst to first, more or less, goes to the Super Bowl last year, this year goes back to the AFC Championship game, mm-hmm. and as some people might want to argue that some questionable penalties might have prevented the Cincinnati Bengals from winning that game. I think that there, you know, there is some credence to that, but then again, they didn't just lose the game on the Joseph Osai late hit out of bounds. Right, those two interceptions he threw didn't help yes, either. that did not help his case, but I just, I think Joey B has already arrived as one of the faces of the league and will continue to remain one of the faces of the league. Because let's not forget here, the NFL is not a singular league. Like it's not honestly in the NBA. If you want to go ahead and say that that is a league where it's, it's, 
more individualized because mm. of the way that we look at those players, whereas 11-on-11, 11 11, that's how you view the NFL. You view it through the lens of quarterbacks, but not in the way that you do through great scores or yeah. everything that LeBron James has done. It's LeBron James's league. It's Steph Curry's league. It's mm-hmm. Kevin Durant's league. Yeah. Like, people want to go ahead and give that claim to the NBA. I just don't see it the same way in the NFL, whereas you've got – Patrick Mahomes, you've got Aaron Rodgers, you've got Tom Brady. There's three people right there who are faces of the league, two of whom are on their way out by the time that Joe Burrow really gets into his prime in his late 20s. He's already there as one of the faces of the league that rolls right off the tongue. If if you've got a name like Joey B, where we don't even have to say Burrow. Yeah, we know who he is. Then we know who he is. is. That's why I feel like he's already there, and I disagree with Keyshawn on that. Here's where I'll disagree with Keyshawn Johnson. I'm going to use receipts. The AFC Championship game between the Chiefs and Bengals drew over 53 million viewers. At one point, the game had almost 60 million viewers. Involving Bengals versus Chiefs. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes has a lot to do with that, but that dude on the other side that was 3 and 0 versus Patrick Mahomes, all four of those games have come down to be decided by three points each and every time. People were watching that game, not just for Patrick Mahomes, but for Joe Burrow. They didn't get those kind of numbers when Patrick Mahomes played against a certain guy named Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills. It might have happened this year. We'll never know. But Joey Burrow has been to a point, he's at a point right now, that he's not the main face of the NFL, but he's on that line. There's so many Joe Burrow jerseys outside of Cincinnati. I'm watching the Bills game versus the Bengals. I I lost count how many Burrow jerseys were in that building on the road. It's almost to the same effect that Patrick Mahomes has. Patrick Mahomes, to me, is the Steph Curry of the NFL. Because anywhere you go, you see young kids wearing Patrick Mahomes' jersey outside of Kansas City. Joe Burrow's starting to get to that same level. Not near it, but getting to that level. But I use that number right there. When it comes to Joe Burrow not being a face, come on, 53 million people watched the AFC Championship game. It was the most watched TV broadcast since last year's Super Bowl. It had everything to do with right now what is the best rivalry, not just in the NFL, but in sports. It is Kansas City versus Cincinnati. You can't get any better storylines. You got two quarterbacks, you got games going down in the final seconds. You have people hot and bothered about officiating the way that it benefited one supposedly and didn't benefit the other. And plus, you got Styles making fights. And you got two quarterbacks that do that. That tells me all I need with that number, that that rivalry is not the best rivalry in the NFL, Chiefs and Bengals, but right now, it's the best rivalry in sports. I mean, when we've got people debating part four of this rivalry because Joe Burrow had the upper hand I mean, it's not like Patrick Mahomes did not play well. He certainly did in those three games up until the AFC Championship game within the last two seasons against the Cincinnati Bengals. But it's when you get installments in rivalries, Mm -hmm. right? Like we're talking about Bengals Chiefs Part 4 AFC Championship game. You know that that rivalry has arrived. And it's not to say that Chiefs Bills isn't on that same level. Because, you know, what maybe once we can get out of an AFC divisional playoff round where those two teams are facing off against each other like they did in 2022, then that will rise to the level of Bengals Chiefs. But you're right, Freddie, and we knew this was going to happen in the AFC sooner or later because... You've got these young quarterbacks, young-ish. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is 27. He's the, he's the old <laughs> the old gun around, like, with all the young guns. Like, if all these quarterbacks in, in the Final Four 
you know, among the final four teams in the NFL playing this season. Mm-hmm. But you knew that this was going to happen because you've got more of a level playing field among the quarterback play of quarterbacks that are around the same age, have, you know, accomplished much of the same things, Absolutely. at least in terms of like reaching certain stages of the yep. NFL playoffs. Like no doubt. Joe Burrow went to the Super Bowl last year. Patrick Mahomes has already gone to one Super Bowl and won one. He's going back to another one. When Josh Allen can get to that same level, he'll be in that mix mm-hmm. of, you know, if you want to call him faces of the league, I think you can probably argue he already is one of the faces of the league. Sure. But it's it's all based on the fact that these guys are all around the same age and they're all making incredible achievements around the same time. And it's not going to get easier when you got Trevor Lawrence to come up in Jacksonville. You got Justin Herbert when it comes to the Chargers. Lamar Jackson, not if or when he signs with the Baltimore Ravens. It's only going to get tougher. But to say that Joe Burrow's not among the faces of the league, Key, I love you, bro. You're wrong on that one. He is definitely on that line. Not near Patrick Mahomes on that line, but pretty, pretty darn close. Courtney Cronin and Freddie coming in for the guys on Canty and Carlin. 30 minutes from Aaron Rodgers of the Packers, at least for now, responding to he may be traded. That's in 30 minutes. And the new Kyrie Irving, how long will it last? That's next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.